Hallelujah. We better pray. Father, we are so grateful and thankful to you. I am so grateful for this assembly of people, these people that have gathered to this place together to hear your word and to come to know you better. I thank you, Father, that we will not be denied anything that we have need of today. I thank you that your hand is open and you are pouring out everything that you see us needing today, that at this moment in time, we receive from heaven the glory of the Lord. So, Father, I thank you that you give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive everything that you're speaking and we receive it, and we bind any distraction and disturbance from hindering our receptivity today. And we thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We've been talking for the last several weeks about how God is the core of our life, that we represent the outside, God is the core, and all the facets of our life are just the spokes in our life. And we've talked about how every spoke becomes grounded and stable when it's grafted into the core. That the ability of the spoke to be in our life and hold our life is determined by whether or not this spoke is grafted into the core. I could take two spokes out here and join them together, but there will always be the weakness at the point of joining. But when I join each of these spokes to the core, they make the wheel strong. So it's about making sure that all the facets of our life or the factors of our life are God-centered, that they're engrafted into God. Now, the one thing about it is in a wheel, the most vulnerable or the most frail part of a wheel is the spoke. You know, this outside is pretty strong. The core is the strongest. In fact, if you roll a wheel down, there's a very center point that never moves. The vulnerabilities in the wheel is in the spokes. If the enemy is going to come, he's going to come at one of the spokes. He's going to attack your family. He's going to attack your finances. He's going to attack what you have pleasures in. He's going to attack your retirement plan. He's going to attack the legacy that you want to leave. He's going to attack all kinds of things like this because the spokes are the most vulnerable pieces in life. And what we have a tendency to do is sometimes put the spoke out here, but when you roll this wheel down the road, this spoke isn't going to last long. It's going to get broken because the core is what brings the spokes to be past the place of vulnerable and make them strong. Now, last week we talked specifically about inheriting or receiving the will of the Father, who is the core. And we talked about as we grow in God, what we want is the core to get longer, I mean stronger and bigger and bigger in our life. Because the smaller the spoke, the less access the enemy has. Meaning this, that if the core becomes bigger and my life is this size, then my spokes are only this size. And the shorter my spoke vulnerability is, the less likely the enemy's attack can take me down. So what we want to do is grow the core, grow the Father's ability, grow the will of the Father in our life. Because the bigger the core, the better our life will be. Now, we have to also understand that this is the Father's will 
that we want to come out each of those spokes. We want the Father's will. Who is the Father sitting in heaven? We want the will of heaven in our life on the earth. So what we have to do is give attention to growing God-centered in our life. Growing and becoming more aware of a father from heaven. You know, whether or not we had a great earthly father, um, it's always good to have a great father on the earth. But I want you to know that fatherhood from God is the best fatherhood. And fatherhood from heaven can make earthly fatherhood irrelevant. It can make it irrelevant because you can find a father from heaven that fulfill every void that an earthly father might have left in your heart and life. Amen. And so the more of the father's will that manifests in our life, the more of the will of the father that manifests in our life, the more godly we become and more like heaven our life becomes. See, we don't have to go pursue many facets of life. We pursue the Father, and He makes sure every facet of His life that He has a hand in. Okay? So we have to just pursue God. Listen to His voice. Listen to His will. And He will make sure that the best plan for our life is carried into our life. Amen? So... um. I want to look at a couple of scriptures today in Luke 2 because we want, we want the will of the Father. Now, remember this last week when we were talking about that what a father is, is a father that imparts life and is committed to that life. That's what a father is. A father is one that imparts life, is committed to that life, and one that is an intimate connection to produce a likeness in another. So our heavenly father wants to be in intimate connection with us. So then what happens is produced in us is a likeness of him. So the more of God we get, the more godly we become and the more heavenly our life becomes. All right. So one of the keys of that is a thing called growth and development. When you get born again, you get a new father. But as you grow and develop in relationship with him, the more that the attributes of the father come into your life. Because that intimate connection then becomes a part of you and you experience a thing called growth and development. You know, you could have a child and um, you have a child that is born. You don't hand them the car keys. You don't even hand them the car keys once they learn how to walk, right? Do you? Okay, just checking. You know, you don't hand them the car keys at any time just because they have the motor skills to drive a car. You hand that key, those keys to them when they become developed and trained and grow into the position I can drive a car. Is that right? Just check it. Do I, have, do I have to turn any of you in for giving, allowing your children to drive at age three? Okay. Anyway, 
So there is a development and growth. The reason the Father's will isn't happening in our life is not because we're a bad person. It's not because of anything other than that we haven't grown and developed into the position we need to be in for receiving. That child is age three with all the motor skills to drive. However, they have not grown and developed into the place of being able to drive that car. So what we understand is it's a matter of positioning rather than a, a, a matter of failing. And many times people will see a promise in the word of God and become disappointed, frustrated, disgruntled because, well, that didn't happen in my life. Don't allow that to emotionally overwhelm you. Understand instead, it's not about you failing. It's about maybe we haven't grown and developed into the place of position because we see the promise here, but over here we've developed into the position of receiving it. Okay? So we're going to talk today about growth and development. In Luke chapter 2, I want to bring out a couple verses. In Luke chapter 2, verse 40, and it says, And the child grew. This is in reference to Jesus. The child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Jesus had to grow. He had to grow. There had to be development in his life. He had to grow and he had to increase. Look at verse 52 of the same chapter. And it says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus increased while he was at the earth, while he was on the earth. He had to increase. Why did he increase? Because the stature he was at the time of his birth would not have made him successful at the time of his crucifixion. The stature and where he was at would not have made him successful for future days had he not grown and developed. He needed to be increased through the days of his life. Just like you having the will of the Father in your life, you have to be increased or grow or develop to get the fullness of it operative in your life, okay? So we know that we have to grow. See, because it's like this, you know, this is, this is an imaginary picture, okay? This isn't exactly spiritually the way it is, but pretend. Do you ever play pretend? Pretend. Pretend that right here, there's a portal from heaven and there's things being poured out. And there's a portal from heaven and things being poured out and a portal for heaven and things being poured out. And you're standing here in this portal and you're wanting what's poured out there. So what has to happen is I can't stay here and whine that I'm not getting that because the place it's being poured out is right here. So what I have to do is accept the responsibility of growing and developing so that I can once again, uh, once attain to this place where that promise is poured out. It's about growing and developing that our position and stature changes. Okay? So I want to look at a, a few things 
that we know according to the word that we have to grow in. And the first one is found in Romans chapter 1. These are things we have to grow in. We're talking about changing our spiritual position that we become better at receiving the will of God so that the core of God grows in our life and we are less vulnerable to enemy attack. That was a mouthful. Hallelujah. All right. Romans chapter 1, verse number 17. It says, For in it, referring to the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So it says faith to faith. We must understand that where our faith is now is okay for what we're receiving, but if we're wanting to receive something over there, we're going to have to grow this faith. We're going to have to develop more in faith. What is faith? Faith is your confidence and your believing God. Your ability to see God over what you see in your natural self. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to grow our faith. We're going to have to go from faith to faith. Oh, I can receive that now. To faith. Oh, I can receive that now. Because my confidence in God has changed. I have grown and developed because I've gone from faith to faith to faith to faith. Now I am growing in what I can believe God for, what I can receive from God because my faith is growing. The word of God even says your faith can grow exceedingly. It has to shift and change. And sometimes we get frustrated for what we've got right now, but don't get discouraged. It's like the three-year-old throwing a temper fit because they don't get the keys to the car. It's for the safety of everyone else, right? <laughs> you know, so don't throw a fit because you haven't got something that the pastor said you could get out of the word. No, just grow. Just grow. Just develop. Amen? All right, so the first thing we have to grow up and develop in is our faith. Let's go to John chapter 1. Another thing that we have to grow and develop in, and it's talking about Jesus, and it says, of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. And what is grace? Grace is divine influence on the heart. Grace is a, 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 a leading of the Spirit that's supposed to come through us to reflect God. So we are going to have to learn that there is a grace upon grace. We have to add to that level of grace, meaning this. I have the ability to be led by God at this level, and I have to go on that now I can be led by God at this level. Now I can be led by God at this level. Why is that? Because crisis comes, and what you want to do is establish the fact I can be led at God. But then what happens is we enter into a different crisis and this particular crisis has more emotional upheaval in it. And right there we can decide, am I as led by God or is my emotions leading me? See, we got we to gotta grow in being led by God. We have to develop in how we are led by God. We've got to grow in our spiritual hearing, if I can say it that way. Why? Why? Because we want the core to get bigger. 
We want God to have more influence. So not only do we have to grow in believing him and trusting him, we've got to grow in our ability to hear him. One of the things that we have to grow into is not hearing him only when we want to, but hearing him when we don't want to. When he says, I didn't want to hear you say that, God. He says, just be quiet right now. Okay? See, those are things that have to be developed. You know, growing in how we walk with other people, growing in what we're going to do with our future. Why? Because we want the core's will to be done in all our spokes. Amen? So we have to grow in our faith. We have to grow in grace or the leading or the influence from God. And let's go to one last one in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, it says, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So now we find out for developing in the Father's will, we not only have to grow in faith, we not only have to grow in grace, but he said, you're going to grow in glory. And what glory is, is literally the weightiness of God, meaning that you can see God on you, the reflection of God on you. All right? So God's saying, I want you to minister to this people up here, but what we're going to have to do is increase in glory so that when you get in that atmosphere, they can say, I have changed my mind. God is on you. Something has happened. I feel different when you come into the room. Something is happening in my life because you're present. He said, I want you to grow in glory because of the effectiveness you'll be in receiving the promises and the things that you have desire and want. And you know, sometimes what happens is we lose the value of the development process because we get stuck in what's not happening right here. But the development process is what gives us success. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. Jesus became strong. He became strong, all right? So the development process is absolutely of necessity. The development process is absolutely something we have to have in our life. And if we stop here, but we've heard about there, we tend to get bitter. If we stop here and see what could happen there, we tend to get disappointed. When all along, all the promises of God are yes and amen to every person. The only thing that disqualifies us is when we are deciding we've gone just about far enough in God and we don't have to go any farther. That's the only thing that hinders that, all right? So the, the moral of the story, you can get it if you don't quit, right? All right? So, and we have to understand this, that our growing in God, our development in God is not about obtaining an occasion or a possession. It's about becoming more connected to a person. We're connecting more and more to God. We're connecting more and more to God. Understanding what grieves him and what delights him. 
understanding what connects us more to him and what separates us more from him. That's what our growth and development about. Okay, so spiritual growth, spiritual growth. I have a little, a little thing to show you today, okay? So you might be the person with this capacity in God. This is as far as you've developed. You just got born again, and so you feel like you're just about this big in God. This is how big you are in God. But this big is plenty big when God fills it, right? And what happens is we hear the promises, we hear the instructions, we know what God wants us to do, and we become this full of God. And that's wonderful because we're happy, we're delighted, but the manifestation of the promise comes in the overflow. And then we're so happy. We've grown and developed. We got an overflow. We got something working in our life. There's manifestation. But the only problem with that is we're in a development. So about that time, God says, yeah, you've grown to that. So you've gotten bigger. And now the capacity that was there doesn't feel like enough anymore. It doesn't feel like enough anymore. I don't feel like God's doing anything for me. There's a void. There's an empty. Of course there is. You're only half full, but you're growing. See, the capacity changed, but the containment of what is poured into the next vessel is the same. Okay? This is just a spiritual analogy. And then what happens is, you know, you might be this person that you grew in God to the overflow, the manifestation of the promises, and now you're at this level and now there's a void, there's an empty. You don't feel like God is the answer he once was. You don't feel like God could handle everything like he once was. You f- and then you go back to, I remember when. You go back to what it was like because back here in this vessel, you had overflow. But the truth of the matter is, this stature is not enough because you've been called to this purpose. And if I just took this stature with this purpose, that's pretty ineffective, right? So what we want to do is we want to get to the overflow right where we're at, but understand then God is growing us to a new size of container. The other problem with this is The enemy comes and says, oh, so you've made a new commitment to God. You're dedicating new to God. And he says, but I see all that void and all that empty spot, so let me in, is what the enemy does. See this often. A person's made a brand new commitment to God. How many of you know you make a commitment to get up at 6 o'clock every morning to pray, and the next morning, the alarm doesn't go off. Or you make a brand new commitment to serve God at a higher level, and your kids derail. You make a brand new commitment to follow God with your finances, and you get a pink slip that day. Do you understand what happens? See, you've made a new commitment, and there was some void for a season, but if you will keep serving God and keep impressed, that'll get stirred up and eventually it gets cleaned out as the overflow continues. 
right? So then what happens is we've got this, we've got this container this size because we've got the calling of this size. I just want to say this. When somebody is this size spiritually, don't tell them about their calling to do this. Feels a little bit overwhelming, right? So now we've grown to another size, and it overflows, and God graduates us again. And he fills us up again. And then what happens? We keep filling, we keep filling, we get better manifestation. See, all of this is because we're getting more of God in our life, more and more of God. And so that core keeps growing till we can start filling this big thing, which is our purpose and calling God. Now, one thing I want to say is this. When you have a void, when you have a void, say, in this level, and the enemy comes in and puts something in there, and that feels absolutely devastating, and it's horrendous, but then what happens when it goes to this level, that same little thing that was overwhelming here doesn't hardly bother you here. Why? Because of growth and development. You've increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Your capacity has continued to increase. So we need to just keep filling because we are developing. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Trudy. Did you get something out of that? That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Boy, I appreciate what she has to say and, and, and bring. And so today, um, what I want to do is, of course, we, you know, we always try to you know, uh, lock what we're doing together on this. And, and the idea is to hopefully bring something um, from a different angle that, that, that still makes the point, all right? And that's our heart. And so put uh, Matthew 10 up there, if you will, in the King James Version. And it says this in verse 39, He who finds his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. Okay, so that's what he's talking about. Now, of course, in context, uh, Jesus is talking about really a submission and a commitment to God in every area of your life. Amen. And he's talking about, in fact, let's put the Amplified up. Let's throw that up real quick. This is the Amplified of that. It says this, whoever finds his lower life. He's talking about just life here in general, just where we live, right here, all right? Whoever finds his lower life will lose it, and the high, what are you going to lose? Well, you're going to lose the higher life. But whoever loses his lower life on my account will find the higher life. Now, he's not talking about you just, you know, give up your life. What he's talking about is submitting your life. Because in context, he's talking about if, uh, you know, even if uh, uh, you love uh, mother or father more than me, you're not worthy of me, or you love children more than me, you're not worthy of me. Now, do you think God's against family? That was weak. You think God's against family? God ain't against family. He's not against your kids or against your parents. That ain't what it's about. What the idea is, is, is learning to be submitted to Him. The more you've got Him in your life, the better everything works. Amen. Your children, it works better when you're connected with Him. Marriage works better when you're connected with Him. Amen. Family works better when you're connected with Him. Jobs work better when you're connected with Him. Future works better when you're connected with Him. Huh? Come on. Finance works better when you're connected with Him. That's how it works. Amen. And so what he's talking about here is being connected or submitted to Him in every area of your life. Amen.
And so what you're doing then is you're submitting the lower life. You're submitting this life that we walk out every day. And as a result of it, we grab the higher life. Praise God. Hallelujah. So uh, let me give you some statements here and move forward here. Do we love him more than all other, more submitted to his will? In other words, what, what is it we love uh, more than him? Now, as Christians, nobody's going to say, oh, well, I got a list. You know, no, nobody's going to do that. Uh, we, you know, we'd like to think that we love God more than anything. Am I on? All right. Come on. We'd all like to think that. But, you know, it's real easy to, you know, love other things more so than God. Come on. And then we're not submitted in certain areas. You know, we could love our job more than, you know, in other words, whatever our job determines is what we do. Whatever family determines, that's what we do, regardless of what God wants to do. It can happen, all right? But the idea is to get to the place, amen, where we got God working in every area of our life, no matter what stage or level that we are at. That's kind of a dirty, there now, let's clean that out a little bit. No matter what stage that we're at. And how many know that we all should be growing? Now, one of the things that happens when we get God in our life, amen, is a thing called growth and development, as she said, praise God. But there is no growth and development without change. I mean, no, life doesn't get better by chance. Life gets better by change. Now we're talking about good change. Amen. The more that you connect with Him, the more things change. That's why there's growth and development. That's why we go from one level to the next, to the next, to the next. Praise God. Now Jesus grew and developed. Amen. And it's kind of hard sometimes because you think of Him as the Son of, uh, Son of God, and it's hard to think of Jesus growing and developing and maturing you know, growing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. I mean, we just think he came out of the womb that way. And, you know, he's the son of God. And we, sometimes we just, it's just hard to process it. But how many know, um, in fact, uh, the Gospels, pretty much primarily the Gospels, but also a few other places in, in the New Covenant. But 80, I believe it's 84 times the Scriptures refer to him as the son of man. Okay, which is important. It's vital because the idea is that's why Jesus said, the same works that I do shall you do also, right? Now, why, how can he say that? Because sometimes what happens is in, in the natural, we might look at that, we think, well, he's the son of God. I mean, that's, I mean, I, how can you, I, I can't do it. I mean, he's, I mean, he, you know, he, I, just, uh, no, I, how does that work? Well, the same way it worked for him is the same way it worked for us. He grew, he matured. Now, how did that happen? Well, Jesus gave us some, some clues, all right? Um, put, uh, uh, John and, uh, put John and 5, verse 19. Put that up on the board, if you will. Praise God. And Jesus kind of gave us some clues. And um, we, we uh, used a few of these verses in the last couple weeks. But he said this, Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do what? Nothing of himself, right? But what he sees the Father do... For whatever he does, in other words, whatever the father does, the son does, uh, also does in like manner. Praise God. Let's look at another one. Verse 30. Put that up there. Okay. Are you doing all right? All right. All right. Verse 30 says this. I can of myself. He says it again. I can of myself do nothing. Now, do you think he meant that? Or do you think it was just kind of a cool thing, nice thing to say to make everybody feel good? Jesus recognized that I can of myself do nothing. Now, it's, like I said, it's hard to process that. 
We're talking about the Son of God, right? But He was also the Son of Man. So he had, to, he had to come to a place where that same growth and development could occur. So what did he have to come? He had to come to the place where I can of myself do nothing. In this text, he says, as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous. In other words, the judgment calls that I make are right. Why? Because I, I'm not seeking my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. So what, again, it's another, another key here because he says somewhere along the line, you've got to come to the place where it's not about my will, but about your will. And it's not about me being able to do all this because in myself, I can do nothing. In fact, in John 15, Jesus made it real clear, you can of yourself do nothing. So if you're not connected to the vine, you're going to have issues. Now, again, we're looking at this thing maybe in a, in, a, in a broader spectrum here, but take each area of your life. If you're not connected to the vine, how long is that marriage going to hold true? If you're not connected to the vine, how long is that financial situation going to hold? Come on. What kind of future are you going to have if we don't stay connected to the vine? See, he's talking about here, he came, he came to the place where he understood, I can of myself do nothing. What I see. That's what I do. And what I hear, that's what I say. That's, that's, it came right down to that. So he said, well, well, I mean, that was Jesus. No, no, that's you and me too. We can come to that place where we, we get so connected with the Father that we see what we need to do and we can hear what we need to say. Now, you may say, well, I'm not there yet. Well, we're all growing. Look at your neighbor and say, praise God. But see, this is what we're talking about. This, this is why everyday development, spending time with him, allows this to grow. Now, I had a little different uh, scenario uh, years ago when I was just, we were just involved in youth ministry. Had some counsel one time came to me because I, I kind of had those frustrating moments where I was trying to grow and then I felt like, you know, at times it was growing and at times it wasn't. And I felt like sometimes it just seemed like everything was going right and going like gangbusters forward, praise God, bearing fruit. And then the next, it seemed like, and all of a sudden the next month, it seemed like, man, I was all alone, felt like, where's God? And all them kind of moments you think, God, am I just being some emotional or what, you know, you think of what is happening. Well, some counsel was given to me, and it made a lot of sense. In fact, I've, I've been pulling on it for 30 years, okay? And the counsel that was given to me is our life is kind of like jumping in an elevator. You ever been in an elevator? Amen. And, uh, you know, you, you're on first floor, and you walk in, you see a button over there, amen, and you push that button, and usually on that button there's a what? An arrow that points up. You get to the second floor, and then you got two buttons, down or up. Oh, anyway, we all want to go up. Look at your neighbor and say, keep going up, please. Amen. Now, the point is this, all right? It's like an elevator, all right? So you walk on that elevator, and this is your life, okay? You're in this elevator, knowing you want to go up, all right? So what ends up happening is you're moving forward in God. God begins to do things and show you things and reveal things. You go from all the verses you talked about earlier. You go from glory unto glory. You go from faith to faith. The scriptures in Psalms 84 says you go from strength to strength. Amen. Hallelujah. First, or, uh, John 1 says you're going from grace unto grace. What is happening? This process. And God is working things. And all you're doing is you just keep connecting and keep allowing God to show you things and reveal things. Little by little, 
it fills up. It's like the elevator fills up with the glory of God. All these things begin to work in you. And you're starting to see, get a little more confident, getting more assured, starting to hear God a little bit. Amen. All of a sudden, you feel strong in God. You don't feel, you know, weak anymore. All this stuff's, you know, starting to work in you. Praise God. Amen. You're starting, you know, you kind of get to that place where you can, you know, bite the, uh, the back side of that chair out in front of you. You know, praise God, just like a tiger ready to go get something in God. Hallelujah. Going, and man, you're just, God just keeps adding and keeps adding. And all of a sudden, ding. Takes you up to the next floor problem with that okay now the, now the elevator's empty are you hearing me you didn't lose anything you had but it's all different now because you've gone higher and now all of a sudden you feel like where's god what's going on things are different ha, ha, this ain't right uh, something i must have messed up i must have blew it i must know god said so just chill out just keep growing this is the thing a lot of times that happens in, in, in children of God. They get to a place because everything requires a little bit of change. Everybody say change. Nobody likes change. I looked up the word change. It means adjustments, alterations, modifications, transformation, renovation. Now, change sometimes isn't always fun, is it? Look at your neighbor and say, oh, you look like you're ready for some change. <laughs> change means things are going to be different you go up to the next level things are going to be a little different it doesn't mean you lost anything you had it's just things are going to be a little different now because now it's about it's still about growing and processing it's still about developing amen i want more of god in my life can anybody else say i want more of god in your life? does anybody in the house want more of god in your life amen Hallelujah. We say, we say, I want more of God in my life. Well, they, you ain't going to have more of God in your life without change. Are you with me? So change means everything's going to be different. Potentially, now listen, potentially change means something unfamiliar. Unsure, unexpected, unusual, a lot of uns here. Even uncomfortable. Is why a lot of times people don't keep moving forward. That's why we got a lot of people that have been saved for a lot of years and still hanging out in the nursery. Because to go to that next place means it may be a little uncomfortable. You may feel more vulnerable. I have found, in fact, I had a 2.30 appointment with the Lord this morning. And uh, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden he said something to me. It wasn't what I wanted to hear. I, I got up, I came here and talked to you, and this is what you're going to tell me? That is not what I wanted to hear right now. Somebody says, well, well, then what'd you do? Well, I ignored him, went back to bed. No, I didn't. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is I have found out, I've come to, to know this, all right? I don't care what it is he talks to you about. If he's talking to me about something, there's a reason I need to hear it. Sometimes it's all the fun things. We all love the fun things. Come on. We all love the fun things. But then there's every now and then there's this thing about growth and development. Sometimes there needs to be an adjustment. Sometimes you feel vulnerable. It's like, God, I didn't want to talk to you about that area of my life. Some of you are all going, what did he talk to you about? <laughs> Tough. Amen. Amen. The point is, if you want to go higher, sometimes you know there has to be a change. And sometimes it's not always comfortable. 
Sometimes you feel vulnerable. You know, when you look through the scriptures, there's all kinds of things. The scripture talks about growing and developing, but it requires change. Amen. It means you might have to connect with people more. You may have to be in a place to grow and develop. So it might require some change. Come on now. If you're going to walk in the light, it requires change. Because you have to walk out of the dark into the light to walk more in the light. You got to be willing to let go of some of the dark. Boy, these are just going over like lead balloons today. How about this? Huh? Uh, you, you can't reach forward without change because in order to reach forward, the word says you got to be willing to let go of some things behind you. But if you want to reach forward, you got to be okay with change. Right? You got to be okay with it. See, I'm a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. I got to be okay. I'm a new creation in Christ, which means, okay, I'm not like I was yesterday. It's different. And I got to be okay with letting go of some things back there. Come on now. Now, listen, I'm not, I'm not up here telling you what all you have to let go of. Somebody said, praise the Lord. I'm not telling what you have to let go. I'm just saying, if you will connect with God, in a sense, you know, like we talked about the last couple of weeks, jump up in the, the lap of the Father and say, Father, walk me through it. He just kind of walks you through it. Sometimes you don't even know what's going on, but then every now and then you have that moment and you go, whew, okay, I get that. And you may not always be good with it. You may even say, you know what, um, I don't like that. And the Lord might say, okay, well, you're probably going to have to stay right there then. See, here it is. You're being grown up, developed all of a sudden, and about the time you think, man, everything, ding, here we go again to the next level. Because about the time you got everything down on that level, here we go again. And you may say, listen, I don't like level three. Can we skip level three and go to level four? Because level three kind of requires a little bit more of me. And so I don't really like that. And uh, in fact, I tell you what, uh, Pastor Jerry is telling me about level three right now. Uh, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go to another church that's still talking about level two or level four. Or... Come on now. It's real easy what happens to you in those moments when things get uncomfortable that all of a sudden we're backing up or all of a sudden we're saying, anybody ever do that? You know, the word talks about itching ears. It's just, I don't know, it's just my own, you know. Anyway, you, you know, if you scratch your ears like this and talk, you hear about every other word. That's what, you know, itching ears, you only hear what you want to hear. Okay, anyway, the point is this, amen? That ain't how this works. We're all called to grow. And the more you jump up in the lap of the Father, the more he'll grow you up. The more you allow him to be the core, the center of every area of your life. You may be okay with him talking to you about your health, but don't dare talk to me about my marriage. Or you may be okay with him talking about your marriage, but don't you dare talk about my kids. Or you might be okay with him talking about your kids, but then he starts talking about your future and say, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, breaks, hold it. The point is this, every level, God is, is talking and working things in your life. Amen. And you got to be okay with it. It's just, a, it's just a part of it. It's just part of it. And you just grow and you just develop. You just keep listening, keep hearing, and little by little, God walks you through it. It ain't about, it ain't about you having to get everything right off the bat. Isn't that good? Whew. You know, when I first got saved, um, you know, I mean, 
Trudy kind of mentioned it really in a sense, but, you know, at this capacity, and I, you know, I wanted to be at this capacity. Because, man, I was excited and gung-ho, and I want this all to be happening in my life. And, and you know, I heard, heard a preacher talk about this, and bless God, that's, hey, hey, woo, come on. He's like, no, we got to grow you up. Oh, no, I, I'm sure I'm fine just the way I am. No, no, no. Listen, in this thing, you know, 30-some years, and I get a 230, uh, you know, and I'm not trying to, I'm just saying my 230 wasn't a fun 230. But it was a necessary 230 because it worked something in my heart. Amen, come on. And I'm thinking, I thought by now, at least 30 years into this, I think I'd have this down by now. Some of you got real depressed when I said that. I, I'm not trying to depress you. I'm just telling you, it's, it's always things getting worked on you. And you got to be just okay with that. And if you, just, if you just jump up in his life, guess what? He walks you through it. He's not saying, I want your life perfect by tomorrow. No, he goes, no, that ain't going to happen. So I tell you what, today, let's just talk about, you know, about loving your wife. Sir, can we talk about something else for just a few minutes? Come on now. About forgiveness. That was one. Yeah, that was, you know, the, the, well, actually, this is what the Spirit of the Lord, I can tell you a piece of it today. He said this. He says, if everybody got in line with me today, everything would be different within two hours. And by nightfall, we'd all be heading home. But it takes everybody being in line, doesn't it? That means you have to be willing to forgive, willing to repent, willing to make that adjustment, willing to only say what you're supposed to say, willing to only act out and respond and react what you're supposed to. But see, you know as well as I do, not everybody's there. And we might be there in certain areas, but not in all areas. But he says if everybody right now would be in perfect line, he said, within two, within two hours, the planet Earth would be different. And he said, by nightfall, you'd all be heading home. But it's probably not going to happen. So here we are, just making minute adjustments, and that's okay. The Father's okay with that. But you got to be okay with that. You know, as Trudy was talking about the different, I don't know if it was this service or the first service, she talked about the portals. Was that this service? Was it this service? She talked about the different portals and just, you know, God pouring out something, you know. And right now you're at this, but, you know, I'd like to be down on that portal. God said, just listen, just let it grow. Just hang on. Just receive what you can right here. And pretty soon he starts working things. Next thing you know, you're, you're receiving all this. Come on now. Now, all of it's available to you, she made mention. Everything's available to you. All we got to do is just get, get everybody grown up. Be willing and okay with that. Are you still with me? Praise God. Um, let's see what I was saying. I think we're all right with that. We'll just hang right there. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, um, no matter where you're at right now, in your walk in God, whatever level, whatever floor, Just be okay. 
Look at your neighbor and say, I don't care what anybody says about you. You're all right. <laughs> See, it doesn't matter what the enemy thinks. It doesn't matter what others think. What matters is where you're at right now with the Father. And I want you to know your Father is in love with you. Amen. Wants to see you. Praise God. See things happen. Now, I want to say this before I let you go. Praise God. And that is this. Amen. I don't care where you're at right now in your walk, what's going on, how ugly things got. I want you to know this. No matter how ugly your past is, your future is looking brighter every day. And if you just stay connected with him, guess what? Things are going to change. Things are going to, uh, you know, going to, going to happen the way it's supposed to. Praise God. Just stay okay with it and keep moving forward. Praise God. Right now, in Christ, you're the righteousness of God. Amen. You've already got right standing with Him. Just keep growing. Just keep maturing. Just keep listening. Just keep receiving. And just keep going forward. Praise God. Did you get something today? Give the Lord praise. Come on now. Hallelujah. Why don't you all stand up? Let me pray over you. Praise the Lord. You know, these services never, ever do go the same, do they? Every time, it doesn't matter how hard you try to make them the same, they're never, they're never the same. So, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we give praise and glory once again. Thank you for your word. Thank you for these principles today. Thank you for a people that had an ear to hear, a heart to receive. And thank you, Lord, for opening the eyes of our understanding, seeing things maybe just in a little clearer light, praise God, showing us things, praise God, maybe, hallelujah, just in the area of just moving forward and, and leaning on you, trusting in you, praise God, and walking out your will. And Father, I give you praise for that. Thank you, Lord God, amen, that the good work that you began, you are finishing. And we give you the praise and the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Did you get something today? Well, turn to your neighbor and say, stay connected. Praise God. And you are dismissed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.